We are glad to make all of our Jcast Network podcasts free for our listeners. However, they are not free to produce and host. Please consider making a donation to Jcast Network to help support our work by visiting jcastnetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for your support. You are listening to A Taste of Romamu, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Romamu, please visit romumu.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. When God spoke to Moshe, this moment is a very, very powerful moment. We, we talked about it this morning in the open book. The Israelites are now, having been taken out and being sent out, they're out. And they've made an about turn and they've made their way back to the Reed Sea edge. And then they see Pharaoh, they see Pharaoh and his 600 and some odd the retinue coming after and they're standing there and they start to they're they're scared they're really scared <clears throat> and their fear leads them to to say crazy things it would have been better this is the moment where the sarcasm of the torah comes to the fore the torah can be sarcastic at times think about that it's like they say to Moshe, listen, there weren't enough graves. You can see, like, this is where, like, you know, the great Jewish comedians of all time. Listen, were there not enough graves, you know, in Egypt? What a, what a phrase. Weren't there this rhetorical, sarcastic, listen, Moshe, it was good back there. We had graves, we had plots, we had shuls that had plots. We were good, and now you want to kill us here in the desert. Great, that's a good idea. Their fear has them... They're, they're terrified. And when you're scared, you say crazy things. You close down. You, you have no options. You feel that you're hemmed in. You're not expansive in a merchav. Yeah, you're meitzah. You're like narrow. So they get narrow. And Moshe now, good leader. You read Jim Collins' book on good to great. He's a great leader now. Moshe, Moses says to the people, don't be afraid. Right, Alan Liu, we talked about this. Alan Liu wrote in a book, uh, Be Still and Get Going. This is the moment of Be Still and Get Going. Allah Shalom, the great Alan Liu. Don't be afraid. Get solid, root yourselves. Stand firm. And observe, or hear, literally mean to watch that God will bring about salvation. That which you have seen now, you won't see anymore. Don't worry, your enemies will be taken care of. And then this great line, Adonai God will fight for you. And you, whatever that means. You be silent, you will see, you will harvest. And that sets the stage for this verse. Now, Moses, having spoken to the people, taking care of them, now he's standing here at the edge of the sea, and God says, I mean, what should God say? Let's just, who wants to be God? Anybody want to be God? Somebody, I mean, somebody who wants to actually actively play God. We all play God all the time, but anybody want to say, so do you want to be God for a second? Go ahead, speak, you're God. What are you, what are you going to be as a good leader, 
And I go, what are you going to say to Moshe? Moshe just said like, shh, it's going to be good. Don't worry. It's all going to be okay. Trust me. Get firm. Stand. Breathe. Watch your breath. Oh, it's going to be okay. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you would say. Okay. Oh, that's what you do say. Or what would you say? I mean, that's what you would say. Okay, great. God. So can I, can, so can I be Moshe now for a second? Oh, I'm about to. Give me a chance. I just took care of the kid. It's like, I'm going to get moving. Relax. I, you know, thanks. You didn't tell me to go. How am I supposed to know? Huh? You're a little patient. Okay. Great. You don't trust me? Ah. That's true. That's true. That's true. I kind of feel like you usually know more than me, so I, I'm a little bit afraid. But it's true, you're right. Is, do you want me to do things without your permission? You're, you are confusing me. Do you want me to be, um, do you want me to do my things or do you want to, are, what kind of boss are you? <laughs> All right, who else, who wants, who else, wants, that was great. Who else wants to be God? Anybody want to play God? Anybody want to play God at this moment? I, I promise you don't have to continue afterwards, but anybody else want to be God in this moment? And, and I, like, so I kind of imagine this moment God would probably say something like, I see that the children of Israel are afraid. I understand. Here's the plan. Here's the plan. Because without information, when we don't have information, we feel fear. We, we fill in the blanks. By Yomar Adonai and Moshe, what does God say? Something very much along those lines. This great, great, great line, all-time line. Matitzak Eli. Why are you crying out to me? Why are you screaming to me? Tell the children of Israel it's time to go. Now, the great commentator Rashi and all of the other commentators usually don't have to say something that's straightforward. This feels like a straightforward moment, except for, listen to Rashi's gloss on this. Rashi says, We learn from here that Moses was standing in prayer. Now, why does Rashi have to fill that in? Anybody want to fill me in on why Rashi had to fill us in on that? We learn from here that Moshe was standing and praying. Why does Rashi have to tell us that? Because the text doesn't tell us that he was screaming out to God, that God would then have to say, stop screaming to me. In other words, here I am. I told the people to calm down, quiet, get settled. And then the very next moment, I turn back to the text. And the text says, stop screaming at me. And Moshe's like, we're as readers thinking, what are you talking about? He wasn't screaming at you. They were screaming. He calmed them down. Then I turn to you and you just say, stop screaming at me. So Rashi says, there must be some missing screaming going on. Right? It must have been Moshe's de facto, he must have, his auto, like he, his plug in pray is to pray. Like he just prays. So that's his go-to. It's his strength as a leader. He goes to his strength. They came to him and they gave him what they wanted. And he, like Moshe is the ultimate prayerer. He's the prayer man. So Moshe just stands there and Rashi says, Limadna, we learn from here that in the ellipse, in this empty space, in the white space, Moshe did what he always does, which is pray. He went to talk to God. But that's not what God apparently wanted Moshe to be doing. And Rashi says that. Rashi says, 
Amar lo HaKadosh Baruch Hu, God says to Moses, Lo eis ata leharich b'tfila. Now is not the moment for you to be davening when your people are in pain. When they are in sarah, they're, they're scared. There's a time to pray and there's a time to move. And Moshe got them confused and the Torah goes out of its way to teach us Musara scale for all time that there are modalities that are appropriate. And Moshe got the wrong moment in his leadership moment. This moment was not a prayer moment. This was not a religious moment, per se. It was a policy moment. It was a what am I going to do moment. It was well, how am I going to walk it out moment. This wasn't even a moment for him necessarily to listen, but just go. I'm still bothered by that. I'm not exactly sure how Moshe was supposed to know, but okay. But Rashi himself is also bothered by that because he gives another answer. Usually Rashi doesn't give us two answers or two comments if he feels the first one was sufficient. And there are many volumes written on trying to figure out what was insufficient in Rashi's first answer that led him to then go and say, oh, here's another one for you. So here's the second one. The word alai Eli, why are you screaming to me, is read by the rabbis as not Eli, but Eli. With a letter change. But they read it as, Matitzach, pause, Eli. Why are you screaming to me? Trust me. It's up to me. I'm going to do it. As if God says, I'll take the whole thing on my shoulders. And in some way, the second answer is completely undermines the simple meaning of the verse. The simple meaning of the verse without any gloss is human agency at this moment is what is paramount, what is primary, what is most important here is human agentic initiation. Don't wait for me to give it to you. Show me you want it. Don't wait for me. Like, if you want to raise, show me that you know how to initiate, that you know how to start. You've already learned enough. You don't need my permission to go ahead and, right? Go ahead. Take a chance. Walk into the sea up to your neck. Go ahead. Do something crazy. Show me that you trust me. On the one hand. On the other hand, a lie means it's up to me. Stop, stop thinking that it's up to you, Moses. It's not you. It's going to be me. In other words, human agency is also a problem. And in a way, both of these answers work against each other, but in a very tight tension of we got to do it, but we can't believe that we can do it completely. It's up to us, but it's not ultimately up to us. It's in our hands, but it isn't in our hands. My dear teacher, Reb Zalman, my dear teacher, Reb Zalman, towards the end of his life, famously made a recording for Graceful Passages, which was um, a series of, of meditations on death. And the title of his recording, which we played at Romo a couple of times, is In Your Blessed Hands. In Your Blessed Hands. And Reb Zalman, the moment where he says, In Your Blessed Hands, is where Reb Zalman, and by the way, I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but Reb Zalman didn't write it out, he just said it. And it's, you, you would never have known that. He just closed his eyes and spoke for seven minutes. And there's a moment where he says, you know, God, I leave 
the work of this world in your blessed hands. I'm not going to finish it. There's so much that still needs to get done. And the generations that will come will do it. But in your blessed hands, I leave it. And so this tension, in those three terse, beautiful words, God says to Moshe both, we need your agency, but it's not up to you. Take a step forward. Do something crazy. Get out there. Stop waiting for someone bigger than you to do it, but don't trust completely in your agency, but that would also be erroneous. The Midrash on this says these words. Matitzak Eli. Rabbi Elazar Hamodai Omer, Matitzak Eli, Albanaya Nitzarich Tzivoy, Shinemar. This is from Rashi. He says that Rashi's source in not necessarily trusting all of our agencies to say that there is a bigger plan. That this moment that we come to, there is a bigger arc, there's a bigger story, there's a bigger narrative, and that you, Moses, don't get, right, you have to be focused in this moment, but trust me, he said, that I had something prepared already for my children, already from the six days of creation, it's already there. Matitz Akilai, why are you screaming to me? Rabbi Yoshua Omer, Amar Baruch Moshe, Moshe. Rabbi Joshua said, God said to Moshe, Moshe, listen, Ein lahem Yisrael ela lisa bilvad. The only thing left for them to do is not prayer, but to go. Go. So then I want to lift this up now for our first Aliyah because almost all of religious practice, religious thinking, all of spiritual work and spiritual thinking are encapsulated in these three words in this terse dialogue between God and Moses. How frequently we read about religious leaders who use religion as an excuse to shave the al-ta'aseh, to kind of complacently sit and allow things of great moral imperative to just be, who knows, it's up to God. Is it really our responsibility to take care of 38,000 African asylum seekers who are now in Israel? Is that really up to us? Is that our calling? Is that something that we should take full responsibility? Why are we any different than anybody else? Or maybe we should pray on it, or we should daven on it, or we should learn on it. Maybe religion should only be in the synagogue, the church, the mosque. I hear it. I've been there. Matitz Akilai, God says, you know what? I really love your prayers. They're very sweet. But there's a time where prayers are exactly the wrong thing. How many of us, of course, remember the, I mean, I hope you do, or if you haven't, you can look it up. The great Rabbi Sharon Browse from California, dear friend of mine, who wrote after the Las Vegas mass shooting, enough of the prayers. Enough of your thoughts and prayers are with the victims. That mentality. We don't need your thoughts and your prayers anymore. We need our actions. We need things to change. Enough. She was quoting God. Enough with your sermons. Enough with, we'll figure it out. Our hearts are with them. I was on a TV show with a great uh, religious leader here in New York who said essentially the same thing. Couldn't say we need fewer guns in this country. God forbid that might be a problem. Having the courage to move forward into uncharted territory, Moses hasn't yet learned that. Maybe that's why he doesn't go into the land of Israel, but that's, who knows? Lots of, I'm not going to add 
more fuel to that. Who knows? But he needs to step in, take an initiative, and do something crazy and risky. And of course, he doesn't, by the way. He just says go, but he's not the first one in. He should have been. Nachshon ben Aminadav, he's the one that goes in. So here we go. This could be, let's cut this across every part of our lives, community, country, world. Let's cut Matitz Akilai as, as a framing, as a, as a bumper sticker, as a license, as something you read on the tea bag that you put at your tea in the morning, on, on your mirror that you post. What would it mean, Matitz Akilai mean, for me, for you, for all of us? What kind of world would be a Matitz Akilai world? Waiting for God, waiting for the country, waiting for leaders, waiting, waiting, waiting. My friend Daniel Smokler, I quoted this last night, said, it's amazing to think that only 600 chariots were able to keep six, three million, some say three million humans thinking that they would be afraid of them. Everybody seems to have a problem with moving forward. The Israelites are waiting for Moshe. Moshe's waiting for God. Everybody's waiting. This is classic in Kabbalah called Itaruta Liltata. This is the, the, the awakening from below. What are you waiting for? We are the leaders that we are waiting to show up. So Matitz Akelai, what are you crying out to me? You still need my permission to leave that bad job or to stay at that good job? Do you still need my permission to start a revolution? Do you still need permission? Are you still waiting? God says enough. There was a plan. Have some faith and tell them to get going. So this morning's first aliyah is the aliyah of preparation for getting going. And if this morning you feel that you need the bracha of God kicking you in the tochas, as it were, she's saying to you, you know, enough of your meditation cushion. It's time to pack it away and get your running shoes on. Whatever that means for you in your life, or even if you're coming up for someone else who needs that in their life. You know, someone who needs to hear God, Goddess, Spirit, you, someone say, enough waiting. It's time to go. Please come up for the first Aliyah this morning.